This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello, we're here for More Happier, a podcast where we get more happier. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, Grouch. Today we'll talk about why summer is making us happier, and Elizabeth explains why the Real Housewives have a great idea when they go on pause. First, Elizabeth, what is something making you more happier? Well, Grouch, just the fact that it is summer is making me more happier because No one in my house is a particular morning person. And the whole thing of not having to, like, get up and rush around and nag Jack to get up Mm. and, like, get his clothes and did you brush your teeth and all of that is just so wonderful. Yeah. I just love the slowdown in the morning of summer. Even if I'm still getting up early, because I do try to get up at, like, 645. Mm Mm-hmm. I can just sit with my coffee longer right. and not be bustling about. Right. And so that is making me a lot more happy. Well, and having to nudge someone else along is not pleasant. It's not fun to play that role. I isn't. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And one of my goals for next year, by the way, is, okay, you're setting your alarm. You're getting up to your alarm. If you don't get up, then you don't get up. That whole lesson. Mm. But mm. it's that's easier said than done because, of course, mm. I also had that plan this year and it completely fell to the wayside. So as a mom, it's kind of on me to not uh, do the nudging and nudging and nudging. <laughs> right. But it's hard. Right. Right. Well, it also might be with kids every year makes a huge difference in their readiness to to get up to something, to an alarm. Yes. Yeah, we've all done it. We've all had it done to us. But anyway, that's part of the fun of of any period where you just feel like you can have a leisurely morning. It just makes life feel so much more civilized and pleasant. I mean, that's one of the things that's fun about vacation, too, is just the feeling that you don't have to be any place at a certain time is just very relaxing. Absolutely. So that's what's making me more happier. What's making you more happier? 
Well, mine is also summer related. And Elizabeth, this is probably not such a big deal for you because you live in Los Angeles where it doesn't get that cold. But here in New York, and you know, I'm very cold natured. So like I wear just a a lot of clothes just to like walk around my apartment. And I am talking a vest, long underwear, fingertipless gloves. This is what I wear when it is room temperature. In the winter. So I really bundle up to go outside and, you know, I've got a heavy coat and a scarf and a hat and gloves and the whole business. And so I love the thing about summer where you just walk out of the apartment. I mean, I do have to have sunscreen. Mm. I'll often have a hat if I'm going to go outside. And if I'm going to the Met, I need my membership card. So I have to grab a few things. But I love the feeling of just lightness and not having to go through that whole stage of just suiting up for the outside. It's funny because in the winter, I don't think anything of it. Like, I never resent it or feel like it's a burden when it's actually cold. I guess I'm like, yeah, I really want my coat. It doesn't, I don't feel like, ooh, what a drag. But I experience it as a treat when summer comes where I can just pull on a really light jacket or nothing. It just feels so delightfully quick and easy. Yes. And you don't have the whole being bundled up, sweating on the subway, yes. having to undo everything. Oh, yeah. and oh, right. Yes. That is right. That's one of the things I really don't miss about being in a cold climate yeah. is that whole oh, thing. Oh, no. It's like you meet somebody in a coffee shop. And there's so much coats and scarves and hats and it's all falling over the place. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. You just travel in light when it comes to clothes. It's very nice. Yes. Easier to pack, too. Easier to pack, too. Okay, Gretch, coming up, there's something you've been meaning to tell me about your shoes. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Gretchen. So what is this shoe-related item that you've been meaning to tell me about? Okay. Listen, this is the most major epiphany that I've had. Okay. So whenever I get dressed, I always have to start from my shoes and build an outfit for whatever I'm doing from my shoes. And I realized that one of the things about my shoes that makes it hard for me to wear as wide a range of outfits as I would like is that if you are in New York City, the reality is at any moment you may have to walk a mile. Mm. I think if you live in the suburbs or you're in Los Angeles or whatever, you're walking to your car, you're driving someplace, you're getting out of your car, you're walking wherever you're going, you're not walking around that much. But it, it happens in New York City that you have to walk far. For instance, I was doing an event the other night. I had on these shoes that I hadn't worn in a long time, very pretty shoes, high-heeled, kind of a strap. And I thought, "Mm, should I bring a pair of backup super comfortable shoes 
because I can't wear these and walk very far. And then I thought, I am just, I'm just going right across the park. I'm actually going to take a taxi to this event. I'm just getting in and out. There's no way that I will have to walk far in these shoes. Why would I bother bringing the shoes? Okay, so what happens? Guess, Elizabeth. I'm guessing you ended up having to walk a long way. Yes. And why? <laughs> okay, turned out that President Biden was in town, so they shut down oh. Fifth Avenue. I had to walk five blocks before they would even let me cross into the park. Then I oh walked across the park and then had to walk to my destination. Now, if I'd had comfortable shoes, this would have been extremely pleasant. I had the time to do it. I love walking through the park. It's actually not that far. But if you're wearing shoes that are blistering your feet... It's bad. And I realized it's not that the shoes were so high or so uncomfortable, but that my feet were not broken in. Because you think Mm. of the fact that you need to break in your shoes. I need to break in my feet. I need to toughen up my feet so I can wear regular shoes the way I could if I just wore them regularly enough that my feet, because I just wear running shoes all the time. And so my feet don't have the toughness that they need to wear Shoes that are perfectly fine. This is not giant stilettos. This isn't things that should present a problem. It's just that I I haven't worn. So I think I'm like, I've just started trying like around the house, like just wear this pair of loafers for the whole day. So I know, oh, these, because I will have things that are flat that still irritate this toe or this inside of my but just because it's it's too tender. Yes, because you've had on big socks and running shoes and yes. you, you haven't touched those little yes. toes. Yes, and so um, I realize it's I, not yes. that I need to break in my shoes. I need to break in my feet. You're not saying you're going to walk six miles in loafers, but you could walk a mile. Could walk a mile. Could walk a mile. Yeah. And the fact is they'll be more comfortable anyway if my feet are a little yes. bit tougher. Because then they, I won't get those little rubs or those little like, oh, why don't I just yes. stick on a Band-Aid? It's just a nuisance. So anyway, one of the things I want to do is wear all my clothes more, yes. wear nicer clothes. And I was realizing one of the reasons I didn't was because of this shoe issue. It's because everything has to be built around shoes. And if you have to walk a mile in a pair of shoes... Blah, blah. But so now I feel like this is going to unlock all this stuff for me. Well, Gretch, I think this is actually an amazing insight that I'm glad you had because I think it's true for me as well. And I bet a lot of listeners probably have had this exact same experience, especially once again, post-pandemic, yeah. when we were all wearing running shoes every single day and not wearing those work shoes. Yeah. Our feet got out of that. And again, not saying that you want to walk around in stilettos, Just saying there are regular shoes that are not running shoes that one could wear to an event (laughs) and not be miserable. Yes. Yes. Somebody would look at some of the pairs of shoes and say, why in the world would you say that those are potentially? Because it's just like if they just rub you in slightly the wrong way. I don't know. So anyway. Oh, it can be torture. Yeah, I will. I I think this is great. Good, good. Okay. What is our spotlight on a tool this week? Okay. I am so excited about this. So. One of the things that I did for Life in Five Senses is I did this thing, because here's the problem. It's easy to feel changed, and it's harder to stay changed. And so one of the things I did to sort of keep myself going and paying attention to my five senses is I have a journal where I just have seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, and I'll write down some notable thing, like movie popcorn. Like I might be like, I walked by a movie theater and I smelled movie popcorn because I Mm. love that smell or whatever it might be. And so just keeping this daily journal would keep me focused on my five senses and paying attention. And it's also kind of a gratitude journal. I was very annoyed by my gratitude journal when I tried to keep one back when I was 
writing the happiness project, but I don't find this annoying. I find this really fun and creative, but it is a kind of gratitude journal because you're like, the world is so amazing, whatever. Mm. So I did this just, just a regular journal and just hand wrote the whole thing. But then I was like, let's make this great. And so now I am doing a five senses journal and it is so terrific. And people have asked about this. Does such a thing exist? No, I have not seen anything like this elsewhere, but now it will exist. So every day you can, you can check in with your five senses, your favorite thing, a notable thing. It's a six month journal because you do it for each month, but then the six month is the sensorium working together. And then each month it kind of reminds you, well, this, this month you're paying attention to all your senses, but this is a special month to really dial into the sense of smell or whatever. Then the six month is the sensorium, how they all combine. And it also has a place for you to do five senses portraits, which could be a person, a place, a pet, a city, an experience. You could do a portrait of the past. Um, There's a way to record highlights at the end. It's this very cool cover that uses all of the icons for the five senses that I use in the book, which are very, they're very subtle. You have to think through, why does this icon stand for smell or taste? Very cool. So anyway, I'm really excited about it. I've never seen anything like this in terms of a journal. And I, I, just having done this, I think it's a super energizing way to connect with your five senses. And so if you pre-order it, these will ship in August, but if you pre-order it, you can go to happiercast.com slash journal and you can look at it. And then if you use the discount code censusjournal10 for a pre-order discount, I'm really excited about this. I'm very excited for this to go out into the world. Oh, I love this idea. I can't wait to see the cover. You have to yeah. send me the picture. Yeah, if you go to happiercast.com slash journal, you oh, can see the okay. outside and you can also see sample pages because maybe this is a little hard to visualize what it looks like, but when you see it, it makes perfect sense. The design is very obvious. But I write about this in Life in Five Senses, but I just cobbled something together. And so this makes it very organized and like a nice keepsake too. Yes, no, really good keepsake. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And you know, most journals, six months, it's kind of six months is nice because a year feels long. A month doesn't feel long enough. Six months is like, I feel like that's a nice block of time. I love it. Okay. The five senses journal. And coming up, Gretchen, I have a happiness lesson from the real housewives, my favorite ladies. But first this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. 
Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm-hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Okay, Elizabeth, I don't watch The Housewives, but I'm always very intrigued by the lessons that you bring to me from your travels in the world of the Real Housewives. So what, what what can we learn from the world of the Real Housewives? Okay, well, let me step back and sort of explain something first so that this makes sense. So okay, there are, yeah, as you know, I really don't know much about how it all operates. Yeah, so there are many different cities of the Housewives. You know, there's uh, Beverly Hills, New York, Atlanta, Potomac, all these different cities. Yeah. And each city has a certain number of women in the cast, and you're hired by the company to be a real housewife and film. And every year in various franchises, one or more of the women will be fired from the show, mm, okay. okay, for whatever reason. Okay. Be replaced. And are they usually fired because they've done something terrible or they're boring or what's the reason? Uh, being boring is probably one of the uh. biggest reasons, but there's also sometimes people just get really toxic on social media. Ooh. Sometimes the fans just aren't jiving with them. Sometimes in general, they have an interesting life, but right now they have nothing going on. All these different, they've just fatigue, all these reasons. Mm. And it so happened that a very popular housewife of New York named Dorinda Medley a few years ago was let go. And it was a very big deal because she's beloved. But the company decided it wasn't healthy for her to do the show at the time. And Andy Cohen, who is the big guy in charge of all, yes, the empresario of the housewives, He said to her, well, Dorinda, I hope you're back. Just consider it that you're on pause, okay? So you haven't been fired. You're on pause. Did this happen on screen or did you read about it later? I think she told people that he had said that and Ah, then it caught on like wildfire. Mm. And since he said that, told Dorinda she was on pause and she announced to the world, I'm not fired. Andy told me I'm just on pause. Ah. That has taken over and everybody is on, you know, says, well, I'm just Uh. on pause. And one thing the housewives often do now is they do take people out and then put them back in a couple years later Mm. when they're in a different place in life and it's interesting to see them again. So it is a thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. But I just thought that this phrase on pause is such a great phrase mm-hmm. because it it really does convey something different mm-hmm. from saying it's over, you're fired, whatever. For instance, I was thinking yoga. Okay, if you're mm-hmm. someone who does yoga, but then 
you're out of your yoga habit for whatever reason, you can think of it as, well, I'm on pause. Mm-hmm. I'm, my yes. yoga's on pause. My yes. yoga's not over. My yoga's yes. on pause. Because yes. one thing, Gretch, you talk about that really yeah. sticks with me and resonates is that starting something the first time is easier than starting it the second yes. time. Whether that Weird, be yoga, strange. Yeah. running, yeah. reading before bed, anything, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you have the surge of adrenaline of starting, and then it feels overwhelming to restart. But if yes. you're like, well, I haven't stopped. I'm yes. just on pause. Yes. Or this could apply to friendships, Gretchen. You know, yeah. sometimes you might really care about a friendship, but because you're so overwhelmed with kids and life, you just don't have time to go see that friend who lives 1,500 miles away. Yeah. It's not that your active friendship is over. It's that your active friendship is on pause until, you know, a better time. Yeah, because it conveys that idea that it could restart and that it very well may restart. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned yoga specifically because I remember talking to my yoga instructor. So he's a yoga instructor in New York. And one of the things about New York City is a lot of times people will have, like, they do something in the summer so they're out of town or whatever. Right. And he said that he had found that sometimes people would say, like, okay, I'm going to stop in May. And then when I'm back from the summer, I'll start again. And he realized that a lot of people didn't start again. So what he, Mm. but actually the summer isn't that long. So what he would do is he would say, okay, I'm taking you out for this week, 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 this week. But on the week of September 4th, you're in my calendar. Like I expect to see you. And then if you can't make it, let me know. But you're not stopping. Right. He didn't use the phrase on pause, but that was essentially it. It was like, you can't do these specific dates, but you haven't stopped. And again, I think it because starting over is harder and it kind of gives people an out to, I mean, the Real Housewives probably want to come back. So to them, it's comforting to think it's not over. But then sometimes you kind of are thinking like, if I stop then it's so hard to start again that I won't. Exactly. No, I think it totally changes the mindset. Again, we always talk about reframing and reframing something from being over to something being on pause. It's just a lot more palatable to me. Well, I can imagine, let's say you have a child who's really busy at school. And so they're like, I I don't want to take my piano lessons anymore. And they're begging to get off. And maybe if you're thinking, well, you know, they do have a lot on their plate. But you don't want to say you're quitting piano, but you could say, okay, we're going to take a pause until after the summer and in the fall. We'll rethink it for a second semester or something. Because again, it's not like if you start again, it's going to be this abrupt thing. But we are going to say that for whatever reason for now, it's suspended. Yes, it is on pause. You are the queen of reframing, Elizabeth. I think if there's one, if if you were going to write a book, I think you should write a book (laughs) about how to reframe. Because... It always seems like, I used to think reality is reality, the facts are the facts. It doesn't matter what metaphor you use or what verb you use, but it matters so much. It matters tremendously. Yes, I feel I can only have any self-growth or evolution if through reframing. Like, that's what I have to do in order to get myself... Anytime I'm trying to go to a better place in my life, it's reframing. Okay, you know what? I want. I feel the need to gather all of your reframing. How would I even do that? Oh, wow. I feel like have to I'm going to start. Keep, 
Yeah, well, for my book of aphorisms, I have a chapter on my sister, the sage. So now I'm going to no. start <laughs> gathering. As you think of them, send them to me because I'm, I'm going to create a collection of examples of, okay. of your reframings because my mind is a blank, but I know that you've, you've given me at least like 15. So I'm going to figure that out. Oh, yeah. I mean, almost every week I'm reframing something. <laughs> yes. Okay, Gretch, what is our quotation this week? This comes from Kenneth Clark, Another Part of the Wood. He writes, Nothing could destroy me as long as I could enjoy works of art. And for enjoy, read enjoy. Not codify or classify or purge my spirit or arouse my social consciousness. Just enjoy. From this hedonist or at best Epicurean position, I have never departed. It is true that I have tried to communicate my pleasure to other people, but that is not because I feel it is my duty to do so, but simply because I cannot contain myself. Mm, I love that. That reminds me of you, Gretch. Uh, well, great. <laughs> so, Elizabeth, are you feeling more happier? Yes, I am feeling more happier, Gretchen. Thank you to Chuck. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and TikTok at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And for everything related to this episode, links, photos, and more, go to happiercast.com. Bye, Gretch. Bye, Elizabeth. The best time to start a happiness project is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So, Elizabeth, if you were in bed, would the corgis come and, like, prod you and want to go out? Or are they still asleep and you prod them to go out in the morning? They would eventually. When I get up at 645, I have to prod them. But if I slept in till 8, they would prod me. I can imagine. I'd say, yeah, they, they <laughs> definitely, when they want to get up, they want to get up. <laughs> I would love to see the video of the two corgis trying to rouse you out of bed. That would be very, very funny. Pretty cute. From the Onward Project. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org/students. That's lls.org/students.